with me today, I do have Mayor Bob Maloney. It's uh, great to have you here, Mayor Bob, here on the 1st of April. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, except I, I see snow flurries out looking out your window. Uh, this is the best way to do weather, you know, when you have a, when you have a, when you have a window in the room. Oh, that's true. Also, when you have a tree, because if the tree is white, it's snowing. If the tree is wet, it's raining. If the tree is blowing, it's windy. Oh, it's it's a great tool to have. But uh, yes, lots to talk about uh, today, including uh, well, I must say, uh, and congratulations, uh, the merger of Yorkton and Melville, the regional municipality of Yorkville, much better sounding than Melton. Uh, congratulations on that. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, April Fool's. It uh, is April 1st. It yes. is April 1st, after all. And I don't actually see snow out there, so I wonder if you're trying to pull my leg no, out there. No, there's just some flurries. They're light ones. I, I got a black truck over here to use as a reference, oh, okay. so I can well, see a little bit of flurry. Yeah, there, I got but... white on white then, so I can't see that. It's invisible to me. So all kinds of uh, fun and whatnot. But yeah, uh, winter is nearly out the back door, uh, which we are grateful for, and uh, lots to be talking about uh, today. Uh, particularly in terms of uh, construction projects. Uh, man, uh, sounds like it's going to be another busy year. I mean, last year was busy. Uh, this year we're going to put the foot on the accelerator a little bit more, it sounds like. We sure are. Last year was one of our busiest years, but this year uh, will be, I think, our busiest year ever uh, in, in the city's history in, in regard to getting things done. Uh, one thing I'd like to start with uh, right off the bat, because we've had some issues, is safe work areas. Uh, we, we've got a lot of city construction and maintenance projects going on. Uh, our city staff take the time to set up safe areas uh, for working on our streets and underground utilities. Uh, this can be a variety of tasks. Water line repairs, pothole repairs, street repaving, sewer line flushing, tree manicuring, removal of boulevard and meridian grass cutting. So there's lots of things why we're reasons for us to be out there. But in setting up those barricades, pylons and signs, uh, we're, we're asking motorists and members of the public to stop where inappropriate, uh, take alternative routes and to reduce speed. This is because there are workers and some potential dangers out there. And the signs and barricades are, are there for a reason, uh, to protect our staff and to, to, of course, protect members of the public. Now, we've had several incidents over the past few years where workers were put in dangerous positions when motorists ignored or tried to circumvent designated detours. This includes driving the wrong way down a, uh, a detour on Broadway Street, which was noted by some people. Uh, we, had a, we had a person uh, just, I think, a week ago that uh, actually uh, used their vehicle to push a barricade out of the way, uh, knocked down a couple of barricades, and, and actually clipped one of the workers that was on location. Th that individual uh, was followed, RCMP were called, and uh, I'm waiting to see the results. Uh, they will not be uh, not be good for the person that's going to be charged. So we really ask people to be careful out there and keep in mind this is somebody's uh, father, mother, dad, uh, you know, daughter, son that is out there uh, doing this work. So please be careful and and pay attention to those signs. All right. Again, our guest today on All You Ever Wanted to Know is Yorkton Mayor Bob Maloney. And uh, yes, uh, construction already showing signs uh, being underway. What are we starting to see already happen in town? I know uh, one wasn't necessarily a uh, intentional project, just some thing on Circlebrook. Uh, what exactly went on over oh, there? It, well, it, on Circlebrook, it would probably be another water main break. Oh, okay. Uh, we, that is one of the worst stretches uh, I know uh, uh, Public Works is taking a look at doing a, a complete rebuild on Circlebrook. There's already been some work that was undertaken. More of that work will will get underway this year. Uh, it only went in in the 70s. 
which is which is odd because we've got some pipe downtown, cast iron pipes that are like 90 years old. Mm. And uh, the, the material on Circlebrook would have gone in in the 70s, so it should not be failing this soon. So, uh, you know, we'll be taking a look at, uh, at that, and, and, uh, but we've had a lot of work done on Circlebrook. But uh, the infrastructure stuff you're talking about in 2019, it's over $15 million in expenditure. Uh, this is the, uh, the Broadway Street East resurfacing. Everybody will remember we had a lot of uh, positive comments about the, the west side getting done last year. So we'll be moving forward with Broadway Street East this year. We've got the York Road East improvements. We've got stormwater, sewer line replacement, Darlington Street overpass rehabilitation, and Whiteside Drive drainage improvements. So uh, that's uh, just a few of the things that were going on. And I'm very pleased that the the province uh, city council announced $7.4 million in federal and provincial funding for two critical stormwater projects and a sanitary sewer line to com- be completed in the city this year. Uh, city manager Lonnie Call and I were in Regina last week for the formal announcement by Minister Kading. So uh, we're very pleased to be partnering uh, with the province and the federal government in that north sewer line and, and, uh, and drainage project, which is going to be the biggest one of the summer. Now, what would have happened without those funds? Is that a project that just would have been delayed into the future? Does the money now mean it can be done a lot quicker? Uh, what does that money mean now for getting this project done? Is it that it's going to be able to be done a lot sooner? Well, the project would have had to be done. Uh, we, we'd have done it with city money. If we wouldn't have got uh, funding from the federal government and province, we would have had to borrow more. Okay. Uh, so it's great to have the partnership. We would not have waited. Uh, we, we would have had to uh, to get underway with it. Uh, the reason for that, we've got some culverts that are about 100 years old. Uh, they're on, on Highway 9, just north of the city. And those culverts are, are in bad shape. They need to be replaced. So this project is going to replace those culverts. The, there'll be some dredging. Basically, it's, it's for us to make sure we have enough capacity at that end of the city and, and a home for the water. Uh, we, we have to make sure that the water can get through. Uh, if those culverts were to fail, uh, that would mean that the water would not be able to get out of the city, which would mean a lot of backups, uh, a, a lot of issues in, in regard to, to flooding at that end of the city, because all of the water does move that way. It's just the natural flow of the landscape. That's why it's called the outfall. That's where all of the water goes. So the, so this project would have moved ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really grateful uh, that the, the federal government and, and the province came on board. Uh, province of Saskatchewan, I know our MLA, uh, Greg Ottenbright, worked hard to uh, to get this approved for us, and, and uh, it was uh, really appreciated because we would have had to do the work uh, no matter what, so it would have meant a lot more borrowing. Okay. Uh, with this coming through, uh, $7.4 million uh, will not have to be borrowed, which is always better, so uh, really thankful. Uh, that will actually be getting underway. We've heard from our, our uh, uh, folks that are going to be doing the work for us. They're going to be ready to go in two or three weeks, so people will, will see uh, a start to this project uh, earlier than we thought. We thought it might be a little later. Uh, we just approved it uh, this past Monday, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, the work's going to be starting in a couple of weeks. All right, because uh, I know when some people hear, oh, the federal dollars uh, will come in, uh, <laughs> so what can we use that money for then? Now we'll hold the phone here. Uh, if it had meant borrowing, well, now obviously uh, it just simply means that uh, debt won't be had. It, it, to be carried on or something well, like certainly. that. Well, certainly. And just for education purposes, uh, w- when people look, if, you're, if your city's bigger than 150,000 people, uh, that's the line that's used to, uh, uh, for funding, bringing in federal provincial money. And it's a real, uh, real bugbear for me because to me, smaller cities, don't, we don't have the capacity that the larger cities do. 
and we, we don't qualify for that funding. So when we get one-third, one-third, one-third funding, we are thrilled because it doesn't happen very often. And, and I can tell our listeners today that if, if the city of Yorkton did get one-third, one-third, one-third funding on projects in our community, uh, the face of Yorkton would be a lot different than it is uh, right now. Uh, when it comes to recreation facilities, I mean, it would allow us to do so much more. If you can imagine, you're paying one-third of the cost instead of full cost. When we look at the Drake Up project, uh, for example, uh, about $20 million, the city was alone on that. Nobody came in to help us fund that drainage project. And again, it's to protect the city from funding, or flooding, I should say. <laughs> funding would be good. But it's it's flood protection, and, and we had to do that on our own. There were no programs available. Nobody came on board to help us out. And uh, so when we do get help it is very much appreciated all right all you ever wanted to know today chatting with yorkton mayor bob maloney about some of the projects that are going to be undertaken uh, this year and uh, with the broadway east project that'll likely be the one that uh, impacts people the most in terms of getting around town much like the broadway project last year so uh, when is that likely going to be undertaken it's uh, we're going to have a, a special news conference uh, i believe it's next week we'll be talking to people about uh, progress when we're starting where Uh, We're getting information out to businesses about uh, when we're going to be doing their stretch of road on Broadway. We we know there there will be business interruption and, and we'll slow things down. Uh, the experience from last year tells us with good weather, things move along pretty quickly. And uh, that's the nice part of shave and pave. Uh, but there will be delays, there will be detours, uh, and, and whenever we have those on Broadway, we know there will be people who will be irritated by it. So we're doing our best to get the information out. Uh, ads have been in the newspaper. We'll have more of that going uh, as, we, as we move forward, along with some personal visits from city staff to businesses on Broadway to let them know what the time frame is, if they want to plan for staff to have a hall while we're while we're tearing up the road in front of the business so all of that work is is going on behind the scenes okay and uh, so we're hopeful that uh, you know you can never avoid the the delays and and uh, uh, you know I guess some of the uh, uh, problems that you're going to cause businesses when you do these projects but you have to get them done and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the east I just drove it again yesterday and I'm thinking wow I'm glad we're getting this done this year <laughs> there's a lot of pot- potholes on that east side so that work will be commencing in in just a few weeks will it look the same as last year where it's like half the road and part of it kind of uh, worked on at a time pretty much you know what we, we try and keep Broadway open at least one way as much as we can uh, there will be some detours where we'll be asking people to swing over to Smith Street and and go around the project but we'll have appropriate signage up and and uh, uh, again we're just ask, asking people to be patient uh, we we know there's delays but but people need to remember you're, you're only eight minutes from anywhere in Yorkton so there, there's no no need to drive over barricades or or, or drive the wrong way down the street uh, we will be having our our, uh, our CSO officers uh, will be out uh, we, we've charged them with with being diligent around these construction areas uh, uh, if you're if you're breaking laws in those areas, uh, you know I remind people in the orange zone there's special penalties for people who don't pay attention. So, uh, you know, please be aware and and be safe. All right. Uh, again, all you ever wanted to know with Mayor Bob Maloney today with the city of Yorkton. Uh, is there more in terms of projects or infrastructure you wanted to mention? Oh, there's there's lots of things that that are going on. Uh, as I said, there's 15 million dollars. We've got the work done on Drake Up. Uh, 
uh, the stormwater improvements. Uh, we've got three in, uh, retention uh, ponds that are being looked at, one on Brody Avenue north of the water tower, two along Drakeup Avenue. The retention ponds designed, of course, to contain excessive stormwater during heavy rains and, and release it back into the system once flows return to normal. Basically, it's like a bathtub. We, we, we like them to fill up and then slowly drain out, and uh, that, that prevents putting a lot of pressure on the system and and it's it's worked uh, you know I've, I've seen that we've 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 made uh, some good improvements uh, but there's a lot of work to do we're looking at 40 million dollars worth of work and uh, it's been laid out the reports have been done so we're, we're biting off pieces where we can uh, while you know being able to do other things we can't put all our eggs in the drainage basket as much as we might like to uh, we have to try and get some other things done streets and roads as well so uh, uh, we, we've taken that kind of a, a, a more balanced approach. Uh, we, we can't fix a 60 or 70 year old problem in, in, in uh, five or 10 years. So we're, we're biting off as much as we can and, and as much as residents are comfortable with as well. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, taxpayers pay for all of this. So you, mm-hmm. you, uh, you do what you can do without, uh, without penalizing tax, uh, your tax base too much. Now, uh, in terms of recreation and different parks, I know there'll be the switch from winter to spring. I know uh, splash parks, tennis courts, uh, all the rest, they're going to be equipped soon. Uh, Staff are going to be out there. Uh, working on everything, getting in summer mode and all the rest? Pretty much. I, I know at Deer Park, once once the snow's gone, uh, people will be out. Usually it's second or third week of April that, uh, that Deer Park is, is pretty much getting ready to go. It all It's all weather dependent. If we, if we get some nice warm weather, uh, usually they'll open up nine holes or, or get the driving range open and, and, and people can go out, hit some clubs, uh, yep. buy some new ones if they think it'll help their game. <laughs> and uh, but we'll be seeing that get going. Uh, they're doing some work at Deer Park again this year the uh, Deer Park uh, Club has uh, some plans uh, to redo a hole uh, the city has fronted some of the money and and uh, the club through their 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 members uh, do events and things throughout the year and and the city gets paid back it's it's been a, a really good partnership we've had out there generally the work on the, the golf course is paid for by golfers uh, the city usually helps them out in in getting the work started but then they'll fundraise over a year or two to pay the, pay the city back for the project yeah I was just gonna ask there was a lot of questions I know coming from coffee row wondering <laughs> uh, with different things going on I mean not many people were complaining about Deer Park. I mean, it truly is a gem. Uh, why have all this money now going into uh, a whole renovation or something to that effect? Uh, potentially, you know, the tax dollars impacted in regards to that. You're saying it does come back. No, uh, there, there is no tax implication. Everything we do at Deer Park, uh, uh, I mean, the guys out there have been tremendous. It, it really is, you know, like I, I hear the criticism as well, but uh, Deer Park is really the rock star of our recreation system in, in, in terms of payback. We're, we're into the 90%, uh, you know, uh, 90 90 two percentile something like that of payback to the city hmm. from from the course i mean when you when you look at other recreation facilities the city runs we, we don't come anywhere near that where you know you try and be around that 50 percent mark uh deer park does very well as, as well as being a huge uh, attraction for the city uh, bringing in events and we've had a canadian junior uh, ladies championship and if you ever want to be embarrassed about your golf game i encourage you to go watch those young women play because it's they'll they drive me by about 40 yards and they actually know how to play golf I followed a group around from Quebec, and, and this young lady, just I'm, oh my goodness, she hit the ball well. So that, that event was terrific for the city, bringing in people from all over Canada who marveled at our golf course. One lady from Quebec was, was saying, I can't believe what your junior rates are. 
because our junior rates are, are really low and uh, th- they were paying $1,600 a year for their daughter to have a membership in, in, in Quebec. It'd be like 300 I think, here. And our, ours, yeah, ours, are, ours are way lower than that. And, and, and she said, what a great way to encourage young people to play golf. Well, that's just it. I think the city wants to hook them while they're young. We do. <laughs> you, you got, if, if they don't play when they're young, they're not going to play when they're older. And we, we have a magnificent golf course that we should be proud of. And, and uh, I often advocate to uh, to lower the the men's seasonal rates. I'm always looking for other people on council to agree with me. We're holding the line again this year on on rate increases. I'd, okay. I'd like to see an adult membership at about $500 to get more people out there playing, uh, being mindful that it's a city course. And so, you know, I want our city residents playing. So uh, if people support that, by all means, talk to some of the other councillors and get them on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for support for this for a long time. (laughs) All you ever wanted to know today uh, with Mayor Bob Maloney with the city of Yorkton. Again, uh, covering through some of the recreational things. And uh, I know another tax year uh, approaching in terms of uh, those invoices coming out and what people are going to have to pay and all the rest. And I guess keeping on the theme of recreation, uh, that Gallagher Centre levy people often Mm -hmm. uh, are talking about how that's getting closer and closer to being done 2020. The, okay. majority, the majority uh, is paid off in 2020. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that because I was on council when we, we, we turned the, the sod on the reconstruction project. And, and uh, uh, you know, at that time, there were people saying, oh, you're going to bankrupt the city and this is terrible. And, and I, I can understand all of those concerns. I, I really do because it, it is difficult when you're, you're, you're building and you're trying to do something new. And, and there were people concerned, including a city councillor of the day, who, who, who said that you're going to bankrupt the city doing this. Well, we didn't bankrupt the city, and, and in 2020, that project will be paid for. So, you know, I think it's a huge draw to our community. When, when I talk to people that, uh, you know, are looking at moving industry or bringing industry to the city, mm-hmm. the first place they go is, is uh, the Gallagher Center to, to show people, oh, you know, there's, their, their staff would enjoy, you know, this facility. And then they'll, they'll take them to our high schools, which we've got a couple of tremendous schools in the city. They'll, they'll tour the hospital, the seniors' homes, just to show them that we, we have the amenities. And, and Yorkton is very well positioned in having amenities that will keep people in your community. And for, and for people that are trying to, you know, attract people to work here or to build a plant or to do those things, the first thing they talk about is, can I get staff? Will people live in a community this size? Because we're a small city. Right. You know, will they live here? Will they stay here? And, and you have to have the amenities to attract those people and keep them here. Right. And, and uh, so that's why investments like a Gallagher Center in, in the long run re- really do pay off for your community. Now, uh, State of the City Address, I know, is on your agenda coming up here with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, with only a couple minutes left in our program today, can you at all give us a tease or a cool well, sort certainly. of what well, your plan is? And the news is good. Uh, you know, despite the fact that uh, the province has gone through some economic turmoil uh, with oil prices, uh, potash prices, which seem to be rebounding a little, oil's coming back a bit. But uh, there's been some turmoil, and, and uh, you know, I think the city's come through it pretty well. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, projects that we're looking at for this year, uh, what we're working on, and and have some questions for the people that are there about what do you think we should be working on. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think people should never take for granted that we're not looking for ideas. And uh, we always uh, are, and especially in, in regard to recreation, uh, things to keep the community busy. So we'll be touching on all of those things. And but, but to me, my, my theme is, you know, the optimism as, as we look at, at uh, getting into 2020, uh, you know, the direction we're going in because we're always, 
uh, as a city, you, you can't plan for today. You're always planning for 10 or 15 years down the road. Uh, if you're not, you should be. And so that's what we're looking, looking to. We're, we're looking forward in our planning as, as to where we're going and what we're going to do. So uh, I think it will be an interesting presentation. Uh, we're working on it uh, now, and, and uh, uh, I think people will, will find it uh, informative. And uh, to wrap things up today as well, given that it uh, well kicks in today, as a matter of fact, that federal carbon tax levy, whatever magic word uh, oh, you want to use. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, uh, not enough time uh, to maybe get through. But well, I guess it, just in terms, not necessarily of your opinion, but yeah. uh, the impact you feel uh, it might potentially have here well, on I've, I've, uh, I the have, city Well, I have heard anecdotally, I, I will admit, I have heard it's going to cost uh, Good Spirit uh, School Division about a million dollars on their fuel bill. Uh, so if, and, and this is just at the minimum level that they're starting the tax with. So as it escalates, which is where this is going, this is the starting point. This isn't where it stops. And so proponents, uh, you know, they're not really telling people where they want it to go. And a lot higher is where they want it to go. And uh, I'm diametrically opposed to it. I, I think the people, low-income people, are, are the ones that are hurt the most. Uh, when you talk about, you know, the cost of filling up your tank, it, it, it's people who can't afford it that are hurt the most. And uh, I, I'm, I'm always opposed to taxes like this. I, I, I don't think it's doing what it sets out to do. Uh, but as, as the city looks at it, we really don't know. Like, much like farmers are questioning, well, how do we get a rebate? Do we get a rebate? I have no information. I've seen nothing from the federal government on, on how our city will be affected, what we can ex- expect to pay, and, and if we are getting rebated. So the, ag- again, it, it's much like their marijuana legislation when it passed, there was not a lot of detail around it, and so you're left with a lot of questions. Okay, well, we'll have to leave it there uh, for today on the program. But again, our guest, uh, Mayor Bob Maloney with the City of Yorkton. Of course, uh, people have any questions or concerns about anything we've talked about today, looking for clarification, uh, they can reach out to your office and you get back to people that way. You bet, 786-1701. Wonderful. Anything else you wanted to add today? Nope, just uh, encouraging people once again. Their weather's finally starting to change. Uh, we've got all our work done on, on uh, clearing some of the uh, areas uh, around to make sure that the snow melted easily, and I've had no reports of issues this year, so that's certainly a good thing. The melt went really well, so now we're looking forward, as you said earlier, to getting parks cleaned up and mm-hmm. starting a new season. And your angle's different than my angle. Uh, weather update, is it still snowing out there on that I truck? don't see the snow flurries anymore. Well, wonderful. They were light anyway. We'll, we'll end it with that good news uh, from Mayor Bob. <laughs> Baloney today on all you ever wanted to know. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful day and be blessed.